Welcome to episode four of the Monroe Community Players Podcast with the Green Room Groupies. And as usual with me today in the Green Room are Ron Roberts, Robert Yeoman, and Brian Burchette Ross. And I'm your de facto host, El De Facto, as some have t- taken to calling me, I understand. <laughs> no one has started calling you that. Just stop it. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're wrong. Uh, David War. So today, we're going to talk about several things, as, as we usually do, concerning the art and the business of theater with the local theater in mind. It's in particular, the community theater and the amateur theater, which is what we are all uh, practitioners of. Though, of course, this is the day after the Tony Awards in 2021, I guess the 2020 Tony Awards, so Broadway may be a little bit on our minds as well. Um, now that things are opening up, this is, you know, if you're listening to this again in the far future, whenever that may be, tomorrow, it might be 10 years from now, um, this is our not quite post-COVID environment, uh, but things are opening up again. Um, lots of activity going on locally in the community theaters and certainly in the Broadway shows as well. So kind of thinking on that subject, guys, anything you're looking forward to seeing in the next year or so, either locally or or, or, or reviews or soundtracks of, of what's happening in New York? To be honest, I didn't watch them. I figure I can catch a meme and get the same information <laughs> than wasting four hours of my life on a show which presented by professionals Still seemed amateurish when you see the clips. And the brand. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't see it either, but that's because Family Guy was on. Well, uh, <laughs> there was a new Simpsons on last night. I, I, oh, and you know what? The Simpsons last night was, was about community about theater. Community theater. I, it was very really good, about actually. High school, actually, it was quite good. Yeah, I did like that. It'll uh, never. I also did not see the Tonys. Um, the uh, Packers and Niners were playing, and I had money on the game. Sorry. Okay. Well, I saw the Tonys, and let me tell you. <laughs> we're, we're all going to take a break. We're just going to leave the room update. Well, I'll I tell you. you know, the, the only thing that I, I kept looking at is, is, is I, my favorite moment was when Andrew Lloyd Webber came out and said, go out and support your local theater. I even tweeted that last night. If you, mm-hmm. if you follow me on Twitter at, at dwar. You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, but I tweeted that out because I thought how wonderful that somebody like Andrew Lloyd Webber, who frankly has made more money than he needs, um, and has done shows that most of us would never be able to put on just because of the sheer production values required, like Phantom of the Opera and such. I suppose we could all do Starlight Express one day. I don't know. Uh, roller skating is. <laughs> Oh, that'll play Hob on everybody's dance floor. <laughs> you just put the new parquet floor in for tap, and you're going to roller skate on it? But but for him to give a shout-out to the local theater, um, I, I thought that was very encouraging because I would tell you there are some very famous playwrights who have all but snubbed the local theater when they have made their living on us, uh, so to speak. And I will not mention any names. Ever all be. <laughs> Maybe one. I was thinking of someone who has uh, been known for his odd couples as well. Oh, oh. Neil Myman. Yes. Oh, and, I, Tom and now, now we'll probably get sued because you know. <laughs> but the, but the story is you know, the American Association of Community Theater was once trying to give him an award, and he said, "No, nope, thank you." 
Wow, I did not know that. And when you consider how many of his plays are done in, every, in community theaters all over the country at any given time, it's like, okay. Now, that's a rumor. <sighs> I don't know. The story is probably 20 years old. Uh, but, so you let's know, promote it as there the it truth and that, get it into print. That's the way it works, right? I'm just impressed you threw the rumors in there because no pun intended. Either. Right. Oh, rumors. Yeah, yeah there was no pun intended you. on that. Oh, that was right. impressive. Oh. Dave Hoare, ladies and gentlemen, right there. <laughs> okay. So, so, yeah. So, how was how, <laughs> I probably would never be able to direct Odd Couple again? <laughs> that uh, group does not get <laughs> I, I, um, so how were the, since we're on the topic, how was the, um, well, I, I'll be honest, I only caught the last two hours. Um, <laughs> well, because, you know, Simpsons and, and other TV things. Um, I was visiting with my mother, and she wasn't, isn't a huge fan of watching the Broadway reviews. Um, so, but I, I did watch the last two hours, which was considered a celebration of the return to live theater. And on, based on what I saw, though, is a lot of what's happening on Broadway today are those, what I would call the jukebox musicals. Mm-hmm. We talk about them that, frankly, I don't like. Yeah. I mean, and give me, don't get me wrong, I've seen some good... Um, some good productions of those types of shows. Uh, what was the four? T- not the four tops. Um, Jersey Boys. Uh, Forever Plaid. Oh, Forever. Plaid. I saw some great, excellent local productions of that. Does uh, anybody remember Taffetas? The musical that won best talent, best uh, musical. I want to say it was like in '87 or something called The Ball. No. And it literally was jukebox music. And dancers who had a large red ball that bounced around the stage all the time. And they danced with the ball to the music. It wasn't even live music. They made a big deal that these were the original artists, the original recordings. Hmm. And that was just like, why did you win the Tony Award when you're there? Sounds like the acting class from hell. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it you does. Know, like one it? of those games, you know, zap, 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 kind of thing. Here comes the ball. Come up with a song. Only you're throwing it at somebody in a black leotard with their hair tied up so tight that their eyes are bulging out. Oh, yeah. No. Look yeah. it up. It's fun packed. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and you know, to be fair, a lot of interesting stuff comes out of Broadway. Um, or, yeah. or off Broadway, the experimental theater and everything as well. Now I heard uh, that David Byrne opened up. Or was it yes. David Byrne? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. and that, frankly, is as marvelous as his performance was. It was like, okay, why? I feel like I'm sitting at a concert now. Yeah. Um, you know, and and then there was music from uh, uh, some of the Motown shows that are out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one about the Temptations. Uh, I think it was called "Ain't Too Proud to Beg." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Temptation story. Did they do any uh, Tina of the? Because I know Tina Turner's is big right now. I, I did Tina not Turner. see yeah. that. Um, and now, what what I'd liked about the that is, you know, they, it was another positive image for Detroit, which I think sure. is always needed. It's, you know, for a city that gets kind of downbeaten on, it's like well, it's certainly part of American culture. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Things that come out of Detroit. Um, but anyway. That, that that's just the hometown pride kind of thing, I suppose, coming out. From hey, we are to be proud of. Yeah, but the um, there was a bit from Moulin Rouge. Uh, that's what I I really want to see that badly. Hey, see, I because I love the movie. And I have never seen the movie. It doesn't interest me. I mean, uh, we all enjoy again, a good can can, but another who ju- doesn't? Another <laughs> jukebox musical. Yeah, but it's <laughs> sort of thing. And I it is. I thought maybe it was more of a cabaret in French. No. 
no World War II, right? No. No. no more. It, I mean, you take the, away the Nazis and you lose all your good protagonists. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just, Antagonist, I guess. Just ask the Von Trops. Um, but That's two shows. <laughs> <laughs> and producers. How many Nazi-themed shows can we come up with? Oh. Well, oh, please. <laughs> is that a challenge? <laughs> is yeah. this before or after the last presidential election? <laughs> before. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, speaking of, and we mentioned this in one of the previous podcasts, talking about uh, the different Broadway is is really mining a lot of uh, um, TV shows and that sort of thing. Uh, what I discovered as we were looking, because I am going to London here in, a, in a, about six weeks. Oh, exciting! Jealous. Thank you. Uh, I mean, it's not Egypt, but it's it's pretty cool. Um, you probably see different theater than I will. Yeah, I'm, yeah, probably. But as I'm looking through the West End list, and I didn't know this, I asked him if he had, they actually have a musical there, Back to the Future, the musical. Yes. I, yes. <laughs> I, I, I was like, wow. Well, they really? had to do, the actor who was playing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang got a hold of his agent, and they thought this would be a breakout role for Chitty to be in. <laughs> Back, Back to the future. future. Well, he had a lot of work done. We're not they're not disputing it. He's had a lot of work done, but he's still got all four wheels and he's still flying. Yeah. That's, that's interestingly cool. enough, it'll be the first show to premiere in twenty twenty one and nineteen fifty six. Good point. Good point. <laughs> huh. That's impressive. It is. It is. That is very now we're getting sued. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's my only. But uh, I really am not looking forward to much. Wow. Hold on. I am looking forward to a lot, and yet, like you guys, a lot of that's out there. It's like I really don't. I don't want to see the jukebox right. shows. I other than Moulin Rouge, but I like the way they take those songs and use them in the production itself. I mean, that I kind of, I dig. Well, I'm intrigued by Hades Town, which has been out. And it's, yeah. It's coming to uh, Detroit in November, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'll have a chance to take it before the aforementioned Egyptian trip. Um, <laughs> but but I, I would love to see that show. I, it, mythology seems wrapped in there somehow and, and all that. I, I really don't know much about the show. I just like the name. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't heard the music. Yeah, I, I, I I have not heard it either, but I did get the synopsis of it, mm-hmm. where it's uh, they kind of uh, warped the um, Persephone and Hades and Euripides, mm. kind of mixed them all in, and it really sounded like it could have been, or maybe based on the Sandman by Neil Gaiman, had a whole thing with Persephone. And hates in the underground, mm, mm-hmm. and it's when I was reading it. I mean, that shaded my interpretation of what I read. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those. Ooh, that's one of his best stories. Mm-hmm. And Sandman is coming to Netflix this year, coming soon. Yes. Thank you, plug it on. <laughs> Hopefully, now we'll make a dollar too. Some, Netflix is suddenly paying Bob. Yes. <laughs> well, and, it's and, my delusion. I'll keep. <laughs> Um, and just for those that don't know the story of Hades and Persephone, um, essentially that's why we have winter is the idea is that she has to spend the winter months in Hades 
Um, and because she, 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 she come back up in the spring to see her mother, and that's when everything flourishes again. Oh. And it's, all, it's kind of a captor thing. And all because she ate six pomegranate seeds. Yep, that's it. So Did not watch know that. that salad bar. <clears throat> I'm telling you, women that's and their, women and fruit. She Just, got hungry. I'm telling you, that's all it took. Um, from the apple on to the pomegranate. the pomegranates. Uh, question about the jukebox of musicals. Do we think maybe it's a reaction to how concerts have changed? I mean, if you look now, maybe not necessarily the artists that we listen to. But uh, some of the more popular pop artists, their concerts have become more of a show. It's more choreography. There's more everything involved. So could that be just a, a an outreach from that to say, hey, you know, if if Britney could do it, let's let's do a whole musical about it because people probably go see it because they like that kind of thing. I Whereas think, before, you would have to go see a Broadway show to see that type of production. I think that's an excellent corollary mm-hmm. because. Let's face it, if you're going to see a Broadway show, normally it's not just because of the show. You also like the star. Anything with Nathan Lane, oh, Oh, heck, we're going. Absolutely. Um, And also it would unburden the current performer where we don't have to be lied to that they're lip syncing. Mm -hmm. True. They're doing a performance in another manner. Everybody gets up, oh, my God. They're lip syncing. Well, what did you think? She just did 25 sprints in a row, (laughs) and she's going to hit the high octave G over C plus? Come on, folks. But I think it's an excellent, excellent. I wonder. Mm -hmm. Well, and and certainly from a production standard, you know, you you cut out almost, cut out the playwright. Essentially, right, because you just have to string things together very loose, so there's one less person to pay, Mm -hmm. uh, so to speak. Uh, you do still have to get the rights for the songs and everything, so that's a little difficult. Their artists wrote the songs, yeah, but you know, you you just have one essentially one set, um, from the ones I can think of. Um, you know, it's not like you have these big revolving sets or anything, so and it's portable. Uh, that you know, your community theater can do a jukebox musical. Maybe not with the same uh, production values of a Broadway show, but you can certainly get the same similar voices. And the, and the audiences know the songs, so yep. it's an instant hit. Yep. I mean, well, except for Paul Simon's Cape Man, but that's ooh, another story ooh, altogether. Yeah. There's some dark memories. But, <laughs> and that, that, that kind of ties in, though, two things like with Back to the Future of the Musical or SpongeBob SquarePants the Musical or. You know all these things that are based on television, familiar things. It's mm-hmm. because yeah, you you're seeing, you're you're playing on that memory, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the popularity. And I've always said, for example, with the the play A Christmas Story, which is based on the very popular movie. You know, when people in your audience are watching A Christmas Story, they're not watching your actors; they're watching the real in their head, right? And yep. Remembering those things, so that, sure. for example, oh fudge moment. Except he didn't say fudge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're they're seeing that. You see, you see it in your the, head. They, mm-hmm. they, they'll swear they saw the nuts and bolts flying in slow motion. When in reality, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, and you know the, uh, a show that's been on Broadway now, and I think it just came back again. That I do find interesting, and I guess you could categorize it in that jukebox, I suppose, is the Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. um, the one man show. Where, but and and I did see part of it that was it was on HBO or something for a while. Um, and he sings a lot of his hits, but 
it seems there's a, you know, he tells the story of his life, I guess, basically, and then kind of incorporates his hits in it. Now, is that a jukebox or is that, I mean, that to I'd me is almost a review. A review? I would because think that would be more of a review where it's like you, you're not asking the um, audience to imagine the whole thing. It's like, no, this is, this is uh, Bruce when he was in fourth grade and happened something with this girl. Mm-hmm. and go on. So they're imparting some information along with it. To me, a jukebox musical is a group of songs that basically have no corollary other than it was the, the same artist that did it or the same time period it came from. I'd say it's more likely a time period than artist. Yeah. And then they throw this big red ball in. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and, and and like say though, but that's so so. I'm going to I'm going to guess that mm-hmm. the Temptations musical is a similar thing. It's going to tell you about the evolution of the Temptations, sure. just like Jersey know, from Boys their, from their beginning, Jersey just Boys, like Jersey Boys. Um, but you're going to get their um, all their greatest hits along the way, right? Carol King, Carol King. Yep, that was uh, that was just out too, though. Yeah, I enjoy it. I guess I do like some of those jukebox ones. Yeah, I enjoy the music. And I have my own memories associated with that music. Hmm. So I don't need this new story, which may be true, may be fictionalized to make it all fit in. Mm-hmm. But I know the story is behind the songs that impacted my life much better than, and ever will, and everybody, right. than uh, a jukebox musical. But see, that's how they would get you to buy the ticket, is just to experience those songs, not necessarily the entire show. So, I mean, I'm personally was just waiting for the Taylor Swift musical because you know it's coming. Just, just okay. you just know. I, yeah. Fifteen minutes on Netflix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh Lord. Eventually. <laughs> well, so, my stomach just turned. <laughs> As the stomach, stomach turns. turns. <laughs> I just watched a Carol Bennett show last night. Um, the other thing, going back to the Tonys, of course, are even the production values that they were able to have just for this award show. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just looking at that, it's like, man, look at that dress and knowing that it costs thousands of dollars, probably more than the entire budget of, of any of our productions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, hand-beaded and all this stuff. And it's like, man, so which got... Kind of got me thinking of another whole question, which was simply, you know, if, if production, if money were no object, you know, what is that dream show? What, what do you think is a show that we would all, what's a show that you would love to see um, if money were no object? That we'd want to see in a, in a community, community theater, theater that we'd want to see or we want to be a part I of? I think that you want to be part of. Okay. Now, and saying that because I know that in, I'll to use our group as an example. I think we've done some pretty good shows oh, yeah. that would be considered dream shows at a whole lot lower production value. Um, we were kidding around in a discussion the other night about Mary Poppins. You know, well, anybody can have Mary Poppins fly across the audience. <laughs> but what we did was, you know, make it work while she stayed within the confines of the proscenium stage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, you work with different things, but, you know, we flew Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. It cost us a lot of money for our standards, but by a Broadway standard, it was nothing. Yeah. It was a Tuesday for them. Yeah. Yeah. So what show 
What show would would I, now? Can we pretend? Can I pretend that I actually have a singing voice? Sure. Well, why not? We're dreaming. <laughs> we're dreaming. We're dreaming. Dreaming I, and I, delusions I go hand in hand. I I would be. I'm. I'm. I don't know. Uh, Star Trek the musical, all music by the Rolling Stones. Okay, Tarantino. <laughs> I, I was thinking of shows that are actually currently in production. Currently in production. Okay. I thought it was okay. Well, how about mine? There goes is... my Spock. <laughs> Oh God! I just got that image, <laughs> and it's not—it's Ethan Perk or whatever his name is. <laughs> oh, of uh, Peck, Ethan Peck, a Spock? Yeah, and the TV show. Oh, and the Discovery show. Yeah, not not the movie, the new movies no, no, that came out. That because no. I kind of liked. No, Quentin Quentin um, Z something. Yeah, I saw him on Broadway actually too. Yes. He's very good. I saw the clip of him from the Boys in the Band. Yeah. That's a great. I'm very honored that I got to see that. It was a good show. Um, sorry, <laughs> Lay Miz. I would say do Lay Miz, but I get to pick the cast. Okay, from all of time in history. And of course, Lay Miz has been done on community theater stages. Oh yeah. Um, West Side Story. Just have a a soft spot for the music. I know it's not a huge production, but I still think that if you know with money was no object, you could do a lot with that show. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go probably with uh, Rent. 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 I I just love the music of Rent. I love the story of Rent. It speaks to me. Um, says hi, Brian. And uh, <laughs> definitely Rent. See, and interesting because because I think you've all chosen shows that frankly have been done on community yeah. theater stages and it's available. Yeah. So so I guess my point really is that I think even though we talk about these wonderful values and you. Know, production costs that, that Broadway has is we're not limited either mm. um, in community theater that we can do a lot more than we think we can we just have to have some imagination and vision mm-hmm. uh, to pull it off so what's yours uh, I think I've already done them oh. um, Isn't I, that I, I love beautiful and the beast or beautiful and the beast <laughs> beauty and the beast um, and to date Beauty's I, grandmother I, I got, beautiful I'm going to give this hint to, to our listener out there should you ever direct beauty and the beast <laughs> Use the stained glass window. Yes. I I have seen, I don't know how many productions of Beauty and the Beast now, from Broadway to community theaters, and very, I think the Broadway may do it, but the community theaters, you know, that cartoon, the animated feature, opened with that stained glass window. It's not difficult to make a stained glass window. Mm-hmm. The hardest part for us was propping it up during that whole opening thing because it did take two people to hold it in place so we could get it off quickly. Mm-hmm. But you can get it up, you can backlight it. We actually had our characters step out from the window to tell the story at the beginning of the prologue. You know, don't be afraid to go for those big ideas. I take back my rent. I just, it just there is one that I love, um, and it's Disney, and I don't know if Community Theater's done it. Lion King. That is not available. I do not. Um, it is. Not I think available. there is a junior of it. Now. Probably a junior. Yeah, yeah Lion King. That that. If that we had would, all the money, with the be, big, yeah. that would be one that Monroe would definitely. Our our local would. I think definitely the people would flock. And that yeah. would be a new challenge for any group out there because of the puppeteering necessary. Oh yeah. I don't think any of us are are up to that task. No. As it stands, um, it's not. I don't think it's beyond a community theater. No. But don't you think, even if, if if it came out, Monroe decide we decided Monroe community players decided to do it, and we sent it out there. We have the rights. We're doing it. 
Come and audition. I'll bet you we're going to see people we have never, ever seen before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, correct. I still remember it was, it was either Wizard of Oz or Beauty and the Beast. There was a line of people out to audition. We used to get, hopefully in the future, we will also get lines of people auditioning. They had well. never been, they came as far as Maumee and Rossford to audition. And at that time, we were one of the first groups to get Beauty and the Beast. Right. Um, and you're right, they came from everywhere. They came everywhere. Disney, frankly, brings them in. Um, you know, Dis Disney's decision to, to get into Broadway, I'm sure it was a huge, huge for them. Um, but, but clearly, they've, they've, changed, they, thank, they've thank, almost changed Broadway today. Is thank, thank God they were able to find another revenue stream because it was a little tight. Yes. <laughs> it was a little tight. <laughs> a little tight. Yeah, they, yeah. We were worried. Yeah. Mickey's shoes were a little, little <laughs> no. not as shiny as oh. they needed to be. <laughs> and Minnie didn't have a bow for the entire holiday parade season. Yeah, it was... Oh. It was but, okay. but, but, I, but I do think they've kind of changed the face of Broadway. Um, Without a doubt. And Times Square. And Times yeah. Square. Yeah. <laughs> um, Clean it up. The streets aren't so sticky. <laughs> but um, I mean, because of all the ones they've done, I think the only one that I've not really been pleased with was Tarzan. They did a Broadway? Or are you yeah. talking the movie? They Broadway. did a Broadway? They did a Broadway yeah. version. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, really? I was there opening weekend. And it's worse than Spider-Man? Oh, I don't know. Oh. I never saw Spider-Man. No, not that no, I, was, I'm, I know. I'm probably comparing apples and oranges here. No, but. you're you're comparing stink fruit with stink fruit. Okay. The the, the I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 production I saw, I was so underwhelmed by what they did with the set. They, the the designer, I, you know, I'm sure best intentions decided that you know the jungle is green. Mm -hmm. So what they did was essentially put streamers. Green streamers hanging from floor to ceiling around the stage, creating the kind of this box of green, where the apes were coming from cubby holes within the green, so they would come out of it. Where it's like I would rather have actually seen trees with leaves. And um, this was so on Broadway. On yes. Broadway, the the opening was spectacular. The shipwreck. Uh -huh. They did this great thing using uh, visuals or uh, projections and everything. You you saw the sea. You actually had an overhead shot, and they took the actors walking across the beach they were essentially suspended and they were walking perpendicular to the audience so they were walking down the screen on the proscenium oh, well, um, cool. and so it's like oh this is a good start and then it went to this green thing <laughs> and i you know i hate to bash any actors on that i don't even know or anything but um the guy they had plays in tarzan um who i believe had won something like america's got talent um and I, I hope he's got a good career ahead of him, but the the direction he was given or something was was clearly to you know walk more like an ape. Mm -hmm. But he just came off looking like he had some sort of uh, genetic dis disposition, <laughs> some sort of um, special special need. Okay, um, you know because it kind of looked like he was playing the elephant man, uh -huh. but I'm sure he was trying to mimic these the movements of an ape, and it just didn't quite work for me. Um, and the costuming, and then there's this one scene in the middle where Jane gets into some hallucinogenic mushrooms, I guess. And there's the Disney <laughs> aspect. That, that was, it was like an Alice in Wonderland scene where suddenly there's all these giant creatures. And, and She drank the water from and, Pirates of Caribbean. And sadly, what I've also discovered is I can only listen to Phil Collins' music for about an hour. Mm. Act two was hard for me to get through. <laughs> really? <laughs> music, for for music those, play. follow it along at home. Uh, Josh Strickland 
would be the actor's name. Okay. Josh <laughs> Strickland. Do you have any other credits to his name? Oh, hello, Let me check. hello Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's listening right now. And I'm so hey, they said my name. <laughs> it was you. I I, he clearly, you know, I'm, he was on Broadway. I couldn't, you know, I'm not on Broadway. Yeah. I've I've seen seen he made it there. Him. I've seen a picture of him. Uh, I didn't know he, he was this Tarzan, but I have seen a picture of uh, him. You know, he's an athletic guy. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure he's a talented mm. actor, but, but I just mm. didn't care for his interpretation. But I'll tell you this. I, and it made me think of it when you mentioned Nathan Lane earlier. Uh, one of the shows we saw on Broadway, sometimes you can see actors that you've seen your whole life on in movies and TV, and you see them on Broadway, and you, you'd be surprised at how dead, how cardboard they actually come across. We went and saw a play several years ago called um, It's Just a Play, I think is what it's called. And it starred Nathan Lane, Matthew Broderick, um, what's the one who plays Karen on Will and Grace? Uh, McCull- McC- Mc- McCauley, Megan, 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 Megan. Yeah, that her. Um, it it had uh, who's the one who played uh, Rizzo in Grease? She was Stocker Channing was in it. Uh, we're talking. It was a huge. F. Murray Abraham was in it, and so was uh, Ron Weasley from Harry Potter. All these actors, and it was a comedy. <laughs> I can only imagine what that script was like. It was. I have it. I'll get it now. Yeah, it's, right. it's really a good. It's actually a very funny play. It's just basically them waiting for the reviews for our play. Yeah, and everybody is associated with playing some form, and they all basically lie through their teeth every chance they get. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of double entendres, but just reading it, it was just dry. Oh, see now. I, Maybe it was because Nathan Lane was in it, and it sold me to begin with. And then, of course, Karen McLeod. But what surprised us all was Matthew Broderick. And I'll I'll just say it. Matthew, if you're listening, don't do that again. He was horrible. He was as cardboard as I've ever seen. I have seen the most cardboard community theater actor do better than what he was doing. Wow. It was horrible. And we all walked out of there and went... Was that a was that a stand-in Matthew Broderick? That couldn't have been the real Matthew Broderick, but he was horrible. He just you could see in his head. I have to say this line here. Yeah. I'm walking oh. over here, and I'll say my line now. And I mean Nathan Lane and everybody else are just jumping all over him and around him, and he just was like cardboard. Hmm. See, but by contrast, I I saw Thoroughly Modern Millie mm-hmm. uh, with Sutton Foster, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, back back you know. Early on, back in the day, mm-hmm. um, I guess it was back in the day then. I guess <laughs> <laughs> twenty years ago, whatever. Now, excuse me, folks. Um, oh, but there were other people in the cast that I did not expect. Um, mm-hmm. I believe Lena Horne was in there playing her aunt. Oh, um, wow, nice! You can look it up. Ron, That's maybe a guess. To <laughs> see if I'm correct on that. And and also, uh, the woman who played Fraser's agent, um, B, Agent oh, BB. Yes. Um, and gosh, her name escapes me right now, but. She was brilliant in that. She was funnier than she was in, on the TV show. Really? And so I was pleasantly surprised because it's like there, there was... Broadway? A, on Broadway. Okay. Uh, very, you know, there was this actress that I'd seen in, in my home on the TV. Right, right. Um, it, it was a little small, little circular black and white as we had in those days. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> But you know, were you, you, know, were you, were you it, holding but, the antenna yourself? So but, that it, but she was just as big and <laughs> broad 
on Broadway, and it's like I said, well, that's it. She's she's clearly must be a Broadway actress. Yeah. Um, because because I think that's part of it is is do they have that stage experience? Because as we've discussed in other a couple other our episodes, you know, or maybe we haven't discussed. I'll put it down for next time. But there's a technique on stage that's different than than on TV and movies, and you have to be much bigger. Um, you know, because you're trying to reach a balcony that's that's literally hundreds of feet away. Mm-hmm. Um, but now with the technology available with microphones. Yeah, but that doesn't replace the movement. No, that's true. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. The movement. I was losing you. Um, but yes, with microphones, they don't have to shout and scream anymore. Yeah. Um, but they still have to be more manic in their actions. Yes. So that the so that it reads. Now the people in the front row, <laughs> and I think I've uh, been to a couple of shows where I've been in the front row. To, uh, at least the touring companies is like, what the heck is going on with these people? <laughs> but you realize they're playing for the back. Yeah. Now, and we've also seen shows, and this is this is a warning for anybody who wants to who who wants to see shows on Broadway. Don't always go see it because the star is because there's a celebrity there. We went and saw a delicate balance. With John Lithgow and Glenn Close. Whoa. Uh-huh. And then even uh, and then the supporting actors were pretty, yeah, I'd seen on TV and all that as well. But, but yeah, John Lithgow and Glenn Close. And let me tell you, they did an amazing job. Um, uh, but the, the play was so horribly dated, 1960s, mm. that David and I truly did kind of fall asleep at times because their performances were amazing, but the show just The felt. show sucked. Yeah, it was like this would have been great in 1965, mm-hmm. but no, the revival did nothing to. But that's just you know, so don't always go to see just a celebrity because right. sometimes you're you're going to be really disappointed, Matthew, <laughs> Josh Strickland, <laughs> Harriet Harris was Mrs. Mears. Mm-hmm. The role was. Uh, Originated by B. Arthur in the demo. Oh, B. We miss you, B. I miss you. Mm. So, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And this is the part that gets edited out. Right <laughs> uh, but no, so, so again, uh, you know, kind of going back in a way, uh, you know, the idea that we, we can probably do most anything in community theater. It's just a matter of, of, of getting it there. Um, because as you said... You know, if the big stars can't do it through it, you know, if you can do as well as Matthew Broderick, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, in some of these. And and that's something I think is always, and I don't know what you guys think, but is is kind of always an issue. You know, we in community theater, we usually have just a couple weekends to get a show going and and get into a character. Mm -hmm. I think... The, the it changes when you have to live with the character for literally months and years if a show runs well yeah. you know it, it's you know how do you do that what five six nights a week yeah um, you have got to love what you are doing and love the part you're doing the applause don't hurt either yeah, but I mean, I mean you really do have to love and i've talked to at least one professional actress says i don't understand how you can get to understand a role with only you know six performances and I'm just going to say, by this, heck, by performance number six, I'm tired and I'm ready to give it up and move on to the next part. Yeah, we're talking about the next show in the green room by that time. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, whereas in this case, it was a woman and she says, no, I'm just starting to understand the character after, you know, eight or nine, you know, 12 performances. 
um, you know, it just takes longer, but it's like, yeah, there's very few community theaters that are doing anything that's more than two or three weekends. I think the longest one I've heard of recently is three weekends. Three weekends? That's it. And there's like I think Toledo week one, week, week two, skip, skip, final week. Yeah. I think Toledo does like, they do like two nights the first weekend and then three nights the second weekend and then two nights the, the third weekend. PTD, we did for two months, I guess. I guess we did do a show. We did a show every weekend for two months, and they were, um, we flipped them. It was a two-man show and a two-woman show, and we did, the, the two-man show was uh, um, Tuna Christmas, and then the two-women uh, two show was Night Mother. And we did, so I guess, yeah, I guess I have done a show where one, two, oh, four, within, you know, a two-month period, four. So I guess, you know, yay, four, I, I got four yeah. in, and I still don't understand beer. <laughs> Nobody does understand Gura. Uh, just uh, and that for those I mean, who don't really, know is a reference to Greater Tuna and a series of shows involved uh, the Tuna trilogy. The tuna, well, it's more than trilogy. It has four now, isn't it? Well, it doesn't have alliteration, so that's why it's trilogy. Oh, okay. But it's a series of uh, two-person shows, two-man shows, typically, um, mm -hmm. where multiple characters are played by each actor and. Uh, I think they're hilarious. Um, I had the pleasure of doing them both with Brian Burchett Ross and Robert Yeoman. I um, saw them. Yes, <laughs> Ron saw them. Um, and he helped. <laughs> he was, he's the one. Yeah. Interestingly <laughs> enough, I've, I play a, the basically what I call the Bertha line of characters. Um, and uh, the other gentleman at this table played the Vera line. Um, <laughs> the characters that went with Vera. Yeah, I do the characters went with Bertha, though I guess technically it's based on Arliss and uh, shoot Thurston. My name Thurston. 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 This, this Thurston. Thurston. It is. It is. It is. It is. Whew. Now we know the true joys of radio when there's nobody else to look at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, but we digress. Okay, okay. <laughs> but that's that's what we're known for here at uh, the Monroe Community Players Podcast. Put that Podcast. down. Do we, are, we, are we transiting, or is this for topic for another day? What's no, that? I guess not. What's the topic? The topic um, that I'm writing down. Oh, all right. No pressure. He said, thinking backwards, Matthew Broderick sucked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the topic for another day. I mean, he's Matthew well, you know, Broderick. I know, I know. I'm telling you, it was. It, all four of us walked out of there going, "My God, Nathan Lane and and you know Rupert, whatever his name was." And Kent. But, <laughs> but, but but that is the I'm you know allegedly the magic of live theater is you may just caught him on an off day. Yeah, and that's possible that's too. True. You know, so again, it's when it's possible. your career, it's it's like I got to believe that some of these guys. It's like, oh my God, I got to get up and do another matinee. Brian, would you, would you say he's making the money? He's on Broadway because he's a, lives a whole different world than we do. Yeah. Would you say that you enjoyed Matthew Broderick's performance more or less than Cats? <laughs> oh my God! What a good topic. Um, honestly, uh, I like Cats more. I mean, because it was that bad. It was that wooden. It was at least, at least, you know, the cats flipped around and, and did things. I mean, <laughs> rum tum tugger. Oh, man. That's amazing. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Rum tum tugger was a furious <laughs> cat. Okay. 
Well, there we go again. We're coming close to our time. Mm. So let's talk. Let, let's. What is the worst show you have ever seen? Professional, non-professional? Oh, Just name the Lord. show. You don't need to name the group and or the, <laughs> the actors. Oh. Uh I saw a production of The King and I that was just, yeah. I mean, sure, The King had some nice abs, but really? I mean, you know, come on. They were probably painted on anyway. Yeah. A yeah. show called Marital Blitz. Yep. <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> we'll discuss. <laughs> I'm thinking, was I in that? <clears throat> um, Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know... I don't. I don't show that I really. I'll have to go with a delicate balance, but it's it's tough because it was the show. It wasn't Lithgow or Glenn. They were great. It was just the show. Just should never have been brought back. Um, so I guess I can go with that. I, I don't like to judge community theater that way because Lord knows they're all trying. No one's getting paid. So unfortunately, with my example, someone did get paid, which really cheesed me off which really cheesed me off someone was got got a um an award actually really huh and wasn't me never won an award that's all i'm gonna say about that it was nobody at this table nobody at this table (laughs) nobody in the studio you you didn't see him he's looking right at me it's like i I was in the audience too (laughs) but yeah i well i'm thinking because i'm thinking now here's oh gosh i should come up with one too Mm -hmm. and um and understanding i've seen them all over the state but there is a production of little abner that probably should never have happened (laughs) talk about painted on abs oh my goodness yes they use t-shirts Mm. Uh, which i thought actually was a clever solution to the, you know easy, easier than finding six or seven bodybuilders but it was and, and hopefully the nobody recognizes i've given away too much already probably <laughs> <laughs> but i've spooked too much <laughs> I've spoken too much because again we I, i'm with you brian i i don't want to really put down any community theater because they're trying yeah, we're trying. But God knows, you know, the shows that we've done are probably on somebody's list somewhere. Is like, why did I sit through that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, um, but 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 that's but that's the thing is some shows will hit, some shows will miss. I think the question is, you know, do you keep trying or not? And I think the answer is you keep trying. Darn right. You keep trying. Yeah, don't be don't be afraid to try something new just because it might suck. All right, next, I've got one. What? Do you take criticism from the audience or from the staff more define, seriously? Define the staff. Yeah. Director, assistant director, choreographer, music director, or the audience who, who knows you? See, I always take what the audience says with a grain of salt. Because the audience are your friends and family, and they, most cases... <laughs> <laughs> I've had some family that have been brutally honest. Oh, uh, yes. But in most cases, they're not, they're, so. they don't want to hurt your feelings, so they'll just tell you it was the greatest thing that ever happened. But but right. I would take better the value of somebody who is totally not associated with the show. 
And that's the tricky part is getting that real opinion. Now, for example, the uh, Community Theater Association has an adjudication process um, through the American Association of Community Theater where basically it's a disinterested person who comes in, watches your show, takes notes, and says, these are my impressions. They don't actually make a judgment whether it was a, you did something or right bad. or wrong. They just say, this was my impression. Um, and, and we've gone through that with the ActFest cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. A lot of people are afraid of that process, but I think it's a valuable one. But having that kind of disinterested third party saying, yeah, I'm not quite sure why you chose to do that. <laughs> interesting <laughs> um, choice. Interesting choice is, is, is sometimes very valuable hmm. versus, you know, grandma who's always going to say, I love it. I love everything you do. Is it over? <laughs> I, that's, that's how I <laughs> used to judge it. Um, we have a dear friend. Um, who, who has unfortunately passed on, but we judge the show if it was good because he stayed awake. Um, sure, you know, it was like if he, if he fell asleep in the second act, you knew you had a problem. Brought the whole group down. Yeah, you did. Once um, again. Bringing down a memory. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> well, at least it makes it easier to cut the clip. Yeah. <laughs> David's talking, David's talking, and there <laughs> we go. But you're right. Yeah, the, that, uh, yeah. Who, do you, who do you really listen to? And I think that's the hardest part for anyone in a community theater. Because once upon a time, we, in Monroe, we had the Monroe News that would give a short mm-hmm. review. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they didn't. For whatever reason. Well, and mm-hmm. then we had a couple other papers. Um, who, the Guardian. Who picked it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what's interesting about a review, of course, is explaining to your cast, it is just a review. You know, it's one person's opinion. Yeah. You know, because yeah. cause unfortunately, it usually would come out in such a way that your second weekend, everybody might be going, oh, my God, we suck. Or the reverse <laughs> of it, it was like That's everybody waited until the, the second weekend because they wanted to see... If there are people like, you know, bearing torches outside yes. well, for the cast. And I do know people who will not come to our shows on opening night. Yeah. Um, they say, you know, always wait for the second weekend. And that is a heck of a criticism. Um, but it, but it's like, that's something you got to pay attention to. It's like opening night should be just as good as closing night. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, when, but we have an audience. Some people in our audience, it's like, nope, too many problems happen on opening night. So well, they we'll show them. We'll show them this weekend with our, our show that was finally opening, Doubt, which uh, it's no sense advertising to hear because mm. it will be over by the time this you hear this. But uh, What an amazing show it was. What it was. Yes. It was I laughed. It was, I cried. Uh, I might go see it. Brought it was, the house down. It was a rollicking good time. That it was a festival of fun. <laughs> yeah, there, there was one moment in Doubt where I jumped. I jumped out of my seat. And you finally get that answer everybody wants to know. What is under the priest's robe? You do. Is he Scottish? And you do not want to know the answer, but it is there. (laughs) The answer is there. (laughs) Glory, glory. Well, I think that about wraps us up for this episode. I got to go to the bathroom. I got people (laughs) shaking their head. That's our our new closing, our new (laughs) sign-off. Uh, thank you once again for joining us. I, I appreciate that, that we have a, a, that loyal follower out there. And hopefully, you know, there'll be two or three of you someday. <laughs> um, but thank you very much. And so signing off from the green room, this is David War.
This is Brian Burchett Ross. This is Robert Yeoman. This is Ron. Make sure you tape your waitresses. Oh, excellent. Bye. <laughs> Have a good one.